Welcome to the Mass Device Fast 5 MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirst, and today I'm joined by my guest co-host, Medical Design and Outsourcing Managing Editor, Jim Hammerin. Thank you for being here again, Jim. It's been it's been a fun week doing this podcast with you. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, better watch out. Maybe I'll uh, try to bump um, bump him uh, more, uh, more regularly than this, but uh, thanks for having me so much. So before we get started, I just have one quick housekeeping item. There will be no new episodes of the Mass Device Fast Five next week, as the team will be in Santa Clara at our annual Device Talks West conference. You can keep up with a lot of the content coming out of the conference with our editors on LinkedIn. You can also follow the Mass Device or the Device Talks LinkedIn pages for posts from the event. And all of our editors like Sean Hooley, Chris Newmarker, Tom Salemi, and Kayleen Brown will be on the ground at Device Talks. So go say hi. Go say hi to Sean. Tell him you listen to the podcast and also look out for their posts on LinkedIn. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. I'm going to try to get um, at least one of the keynotes up online at Medical Design Outsourcing or Mass Device um, next week. So keep an eye out for that. Lots of good content coming. But today we'll talk about OrthoFix launching its latest bioactive synthetic graft, Medtronic 1CE Mark approval for its Evolute FX Tavi device. Gating made an infection prevention play with its HealthMark Buy. A judge granted preliminary approval to Philips class action settlement, and the EU ordered Illumina to divest Grail after its merger. All right, Danielle. Well, what's the first one to start with? The first thing is OrthoFix launched its OsteoCove bioactive synthetic graft. It's some really interesting technology that promotes bone formation. So what exactly is a bioactive synthetic graft? The graft is available in both a putty and strip configuration, but the company designed it to provide superior bone forming capabilities with handling characteristics for a wide range of spine and orthopedic procedural applications. Okay. And this product, what uh, were some of its features? Well, it's called OsteoCove and it's made of biphasic ceramic granule that is comprised of beta tricalcium phosphate and hydroxyapatite combined with type 1 bovine collagen. The topography is designed to elicit a bone-forming response, and the company said that the specialized surface chemistry and microporosity are shown to promote superior bone formation when compared to other advanced synthetic grafts. I always love when we've got these cutting-edge products with advanced materials and then good old-fashioned materials like uh, cow parts. So what are executives thinking about this uh, launch? There's obvious optimism among the team, and particularly they're thinking there will be some financial implications with this launch. OrthoFix president of Global Biologics, Tyler Lipschultz, said that with the introduction of OsteoCove, we expect strong growth in this large market segment as we continue to deliver on our commitment to provide surgeons a comprehensive offering of biologic solutions to meet the needs of their patients. That's great. Good ortho news to start the day. What's next? Medtronic Evolute FX Tavi won CE Mark approval. It's another exciting technology out of Medtronic that's expected to hit the market in a few weeks. So can you tell us a little bit about what Evolute FX is and how it works? The Evolute FX is the latest generation Tavi or transcatheter aortic valve implantation system. It's part of the company's core valve Evolute Tavi platform. Medtronic designed it to enhance ease of use and provide greater precision and control throughout the procedure for clinicians treating patients with severe aortic stenosis. It uses the same superannular 
self-expanding valve design as the core valve and Evolute platforms. It has gold markers built into the frame to provide implanters with direct visualization of depth and valve leaflet orientation during implant. And Evolute FX uses a redesigned catheter for smoother insertion profile and more flexible delivery system for a stable, predictable deployment. Okay. Well, that sounds like uh, all things that the, the uh, clinicians are going to enjoy. What uh, What are the doctors saying about it? Danny DeVere, he's an interventional cardiologist and director of interventional cardiology and cath labs at a hospital in Israel. He said, quote, with the latest Evolute FX system, we are elevating the precision, control, and predictability of transcatheter aortic valve replacement procedures for patients with severe aortic stenosis. The system provides physicians with an innovative solution to meet the needs of a patient population desiring to get back to their active lifestyle sooner. Well, sounds like uh, another uh, launch for Medtronic to celebrate. Uh, I suspect they, uh, too, are telegraphing optimism. Definitely. Jeffrey Pompa, who's the vice president and chief medical officer for the coronary and renal denervation business, part of the structural heart and aortic business at Medtronic, said that, quote, this exciting milestone helps us continually enhance a trusted platform to better respond to clinicians' needs, making TAVI procedures easier to visualize and more predictable for heart teams. Receiving ZE Mark for the Evolu FX system highlights our commitment to providing minimally invasive treatment options globally for patients experiencing severe aortic stenosis. Really does just blow me away every day to see how uh, how many new minimally invasive procedures are coming online and uh, what what great advance for patients, great advance for uh, for doctors. Uh, exciting to uh, keep covering these kinds of uh, devices. And um, really, I mean, I, I always get excited about these kinds of catheter developments. So thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing that one up. What's up next? Kating made an infection prevention play with the acquisition of Healthmark. The deal could expand the Swedish medtech company's reach into the U.S. Where, uh, where does this deal rate uh, dollar-wise? The company paid $320 million in cash for 100% of Healthmark, and Healthmark operates its main production out of Fraser, Michigan, with an additional facility in France. And it has a global workforce of around 400 people. Projected net sales for Healthmark by the end of its fiscal year, which ends October 31st, 2023, are near $126 million which marks an estimated 15% increase from last year. So these figures are expected to significantly enhance the net revenue of Gating's surgical workflows division. Notably, the U.S. market contributes to approximately 90% of Healthmark sales. Okay, so how does this help Gating then? Well, the acquisition aims to bolster Gating's footprint in the U.S. sterile reprocessing market while paving the way for Healthmark's global expansion. So it's kind of a they both benefit from the deal. The field is more important than ever in the U.S. alone. There are more than 2.8 million antimicrobial resistant infections and 35,000 resulting deaths annually, according to the CDC. And obviously, executives at both companies are excited to keep moving with this acquisition. Stephanie Leroy, who's the president of Surgical Workflows at Gating, said that, quote, together we will offer a broad range of solutions to sterile processing departments in hospitals. So I know, Jim, that you've covered a lot about sterile processing, and that's something that you continue to follow. So this is just another development in that space. Definitely. Always good to see uh, forward progress in the fight against uh, infections. 
What's up next? A judge granted preliminary approval to Phillips class action settlement. U.S. District Court Judge Joy Flower Conti's order filed just this week could be the beginning of settling what has arguably been one of the medical device industry's most serious recalls in recent decades. Yeah, this is a this is a real big one. So uh, what, what can you tell us about the settlement? According to plaintiff's co-lead counsel, Phillips has agreed to provide at least $479 million in compensation to device users who paid out of pocket to buy or rent the recall devices, as well as payers who reimbursed users for the devices. Awards could range between $55.63 and $1,552.25 for each recall device, plus a $100 award apiece for those who return the devices. The settlement, first announced in September, only covers economic losses incurred by the plaintiffs. So Phillips also did not admit liability, wrongdoing, or fault in the settlement and still faces significant lawsuits claiming deaths, injuries, and medical costs related to this recall, which we've covered extensively on this podcast, on Mass Device, on MDO. And and there's still ongoing consent decree talks with the U.S. Justice Department. So it, there's still a lot going on for the company yeah definitely did uh the attorneys on either side have anything to say yeah the co-lead counsel said quote the settlement is an important first step toward holding phillips accountable for their negligence and disregard for consumer safety we will continue to pursue justice on behalf of those injured by phillips defective products and seek the creation of a comprehensive medical monitoring program for all of those exposed to toxic foam and surprisingly, there there might even be a bigger legal story today, right? Uh, the top uh, headline seems to be uh, another legal uh, a bit of legal news. Definitely. This is another legal story that we've covered extensively on all of our websites and on this podcast. The EU ordered Illumina to divest Grail after it said it continued an unlawful merger. It's another hurdle for the company that has had its fair share of woes since announcing that acquisition in 2020. So what did the European Commission order Illumina to do exactly? With the EU's decision today, the commission adopted restorative measures requiring Illumina to divest Grail and, quote, restore the situation prevailing before the completion of the acquisition, according to a statement the EU put out today. The commission ordered Illumina to complete divestment measures that require Illumina to divest and also transitional measures that both companies need to comply with until Illumina has dissolved the transaction. The divestment measures must be implemented in line with several principles that you can find in the article on Mass Device. Illumina has the option to choose the appropriate divestment methods as long as it follows the divestment measure principles. However, the company has to submit that divestment plan to the EU, and it has to be approved by the European Commission. That's a pretty significant uh, order. Why uh, Why did the European Commission uh, make this decision? Without going over the whole timeline of this deal, which you can, again, find on Mass Device, essentially this, the decision follows the Commission's decision to prohibit the transaction in September 2022 over concerns the merger would be anti-competitive and would stifle innovation in the market. Despite the disapproval of the EU Commission, Illumina and Grail, quote, unlawfully completed the merger during the Commission's in-depth investigation, the EU said in a news release. 
The move was against EU merger control rules, and the commission issued significant fines to Illumina and Grail in July as a result of that proposed merger. So uh, does this order have teeth? What happens if Illumina doesn't comply? Well, if the companies don't comply with the restorative measures, the commission can impose periodic penalty payments of up to 5% of the average daily aggregate turnover of the company under Article 15 EUMR. Additionally, Article 14 of EUMR allows the commission to fine companies that fail to comply with up to 10% of their annual worldwide turnover. Uh, Sounds like gun jumping doesn't pay off. And that is all the news that we had for today and for the week. So... Thank you again, Jim, for coming on, being my co-host for the week. It's 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 been real fun. Yeah, lots of fun, too. And uh, for listeners, you can read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. And where can they find you, Jim? Also on LinkedIn, Jim Hammerand. Last name is like the word hammer and the word and. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us in a week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.